If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome back to another episode of the Comedy Bureau Field Report. The Comedy Bureau Field Report is a member of the Believe Podcast family, still in 2022. That's right. That's B-L-E-A-V. That's the name of the network. And uh, to my knowledge, throughout 2022, it'll still be called Believe in the Comedy Bureau Field Report. I asked if there were such a thing as a New Year's Eve gift and then maybe the, this podcast would be called the Comedy Bureau Food Report. Um, obviously, New Year's Eve's gifts aren't a thing, so that didn't happen. Um, but, you know, they give us ads sometimes, so that's great. Uh, on to this week's guest, the first guest of 2022, a repeat guest. Uh, you know, he may hate this because I think he hates positivity in general, especially directed at him, but... One of my favorite people in comedy and in life uh, and a crucial part of the L.A. comedy scene. Joel Mandelkorn, everybody. Yay. Thanks. Thanks, Jake. I received that compliment. (laughs) Thank you. I'm glad. I accept it. I am grateful. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. You're, you know, you're one of my favorite people. And also, I mean, also being one of the better people in comedies, it's a low bar, but you're up. You're up there. Thank you. I know it's it's such a it's such a low bar. It's like the the height of the bar is the sort of bar that a dog has to jump through on an obstacle course, but is very easy for a human to step over. Yeah. Or sometimes it feels like it's like, oh, you're you're the you're the nice kid who who shares with other kids at the daycare. Yeah. 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 Like, oh, look at him. As opposed to, oh man, yeah. I don't know why this came up, but I remember a kid in daycare who was so annoying. He kept telling me about, um, and I was at Christian private school at the time. Uh, I forget who sung this song, but the, a song that said, uh, God is one of us, God is a slob like one of us. Oh, that's, isn't that Jewel? Oh, that's uh, Jewel? Well, it's like uh, he's make, he's twisting the, the words, I think, a little bit. But right, right. God, God is one of us. Yeah. Yeah. He's a stranger among us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's Jewel. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I really was annoyed by that. And he just wouldn't let it go. He kept singing it during daycare. Yeah, that's, you know, he had a good bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, he had a good bit. He was being very Kaufman about it. He just like, like, oh, I'm going to keep singing this until it gets funny yeah and then when you just when you think you've had enough i'm gonna do more <laughs> maybe that was your first like 
like alt comic exposure. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Well, we'll see if uh, my birth mother has like a bit, if she ever comes back into my life. <laughs> <laughs> Just a real long game, you know? I like that that's your motivation. There's no emotional things. I was like, I just need a little more context and, and maybe something that, you know, I can riff off of. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, actually, you know, it sounds healthy, healthier than seeking validation or something. Oh, yeah. That's fine. No. Um, you know, we're, we're uh, at the start of 2022, even though it felt just like, uh, you know, <laughs> next week from the end of December of 2021 feels like nothing has really changed. Um, how are things on your end going into this year? Um, kind of more of the same, you know, just a lot of, uh, just trying to embrace the suck, uh, Uh you know, the, the, there's weird entertainment, like kind of gobbledygook, kind of like bottlenecks and slowdowns and trepidations for various reasons. And that's annoying and frustrating and live comedy start and stop, you know, there's new things about that. Um, I don't know. Yep. Just kind of, I'm trying, I guess I'm trying to full. I mean, I'm always like fully embrace, like be aware of everything horrible mm-hmm. at all times. Mm-hmm. No surprises. Yeah. Surprises are for suckers. <laughs> like, come on, let's all grow up and stop being surprised by things. Right, right, right. Um, but I'm trying, I, th- I think I'm going to try like, like kind of a teenage angst kind of like, that's a little more fun and playful, more mm-hmm. like, fuck it. Right. So it's like, yeah, I'm trying to uh-huh. just, I don't know, find an I, ironic detachment, but in a little more adult way. Right, right. Maybe. I, I wonder how <laughs> that's going to manifest. I mean, I will say just off the bat, I feel like you just named two things that would be great names for clothing brands. Uh, surprises are for suckers. <laughs> and embrace the suck or just i don't know a brand of things <laughs> yeah. yeah you know I, I think people will buy a sticker that says embrace the suck you know yeah maybe i'm a child you know teenager of the 90s so right. maybe i'm just trying to get suck back into the vernacular right right yeah what, what we're gonna come into 2022 being all gen xers and just jaded as fuck over everything mm. yeah I know. I feel like Gen X, there's too comp- the world's too complicated for that, that basic bullshit that Gen yeah. X had. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, that's, it's, uh, you, you can't be that, that ironically detached from everything. Yeah. yeah you can't just have like one unifying theory and be like, mm-hmm. you know, about the man. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> you, you gotta, you gotta have a whole chart and like right, a whole right. board. <laughs> See, this is my problem. I feel like people need to show their work more often in that like when they just, they name like now, not the man, the man has been replaced by like white supremacy and elite stage capitalism. Like people say it with that sort of regularity. You're right. Mm -hmm. And then they're like, and please explain it to me. And they're like, uh, what? Yeah, I know. Global elites, 
Yeah, <laughs> they, they just yeah, they say buzzwords. <laughs> yeah, global uh, global elite supply I chain. I mean, it, it all sounds like cartoonish. I mean, I you know, there's validity to all this stuff, but oh, of course. Like, that's I the man, you know, or the powers that be. The, mm-hmm. I think there there's more lyricism to it, a little more punk. Yeah, a yeah, more, yeah. A little humor, I think, will go a long way. Right. White supremacy is like we're we're not. It's just term paper, you know. Yeah. Alert, like right. stop. Uh huh. <laughs> no one wants to do homework in conversation. Wait, would you prefer white devil, Joel? <laughs> Yeah, I know you just got you can't lead. That can't be your thesis state. You know, you work in the edges and you know it's yeah, all yeah, yeah. it's all there, it's all valid. Right. <laughs> no, it's all it's all valid. It's all valid. I just want, yeah, I want people to show their work rather than just like copy off of somebody else's paper. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just like, yeah, like I said, like it's you can't you can't get by with one unifying like statement or theory anymore. No, not at all. Yeah, but but I'll you know, but it's still unless is. you're in China, that's <laughs> oh, the yeah. whole thing. I will say, but it's all it's all the fault from of the man. There you go. Okay, cool, cool. Who is a a let's let's imagine a uh, sort of humanoid robot formed by Bezos, Musk, and <laughs> Branson, and uh... oh, Tim Cook died, right? Yeah, I mean, he's still in our hearts. <laughs> yes. <laughs> in our pockets. <laughs> Has there been a billionaire that's as terrible on stage as Tim Cook? He sounded so timid and like for... Yeah, I think it was just before, I mean, before they got like, you know, they learned how to like, like use, like be branded and like use their thing. You know, I think he was just like famous before they were taught how to like just lean into it and be cool and like and work the media more. Mm -hmm. So he just missed the the PR boat, I think. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, we'll we'll see what the billionaires decide are all of our fate is. That seems (laughs) like what, what we're subjected to. Great. Yeah, it's just chill out. Wait, you have streaming, don't you? Chill out. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Please, please chill out. It's yeah. Just variations of that plead. Yeah. It, <laughs> it has shifted from Netflix and chill to just chill out. Just chill out. Yeah. Look over there. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I, well, I thought, I thought you <laughs> said don't look up, but, you know, we don't need to tie it back all the way into yeah. that. Um. We can wax poetic more about the future of comedy in 2022 and uh, beyond, who knows. Uh, But you want to get to some comedy news first? Sure. All right. Here we go. Um, first off the docket, as the new year rings in, Seth Meyers tests positive for COVID-19. Uh, as of this recording, um, and he cancels uh all his shows for a week and uh will relocate his studio and I guess do it remotely, kind of like when Andy Cohen got COVID. 
uh, and we'll see how that goes um, and how it progresses. Uh, I'm guessing, guess he got the Omicron variant. And I wonder if he is indeed okay and his mild symptoms that uh, after maybe two weeks, he'll just return back to normal. Um, kind you of mean, like- You mean five days. Five days. Oh yeah, yeah, the <laughs> CDC recommended, but the airline workers uh, union not approved five days of quarantine. Yep. Um, you know, get well soon. <laughs> sure. <laughs> it's a, it's a bummer when you have a front facing, you know, right. entertainment enterprise. Right. And you, and you can't get sick. I mean, think about non COVID. It's just a lot of stress to not take, not be able to have days off. Right. And what hour. is it going to be like for Seth to get day drunk without like it being a segment? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> those are good segments. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Cause he has to, there's like actual genuine vulnerability in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's what's, that's what's annoying the most about late night these days is it feels so prescribed and uh, produced. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's always been like it's always been like that but you know i guess it it, it sticks out more now right because there, there we have you know there's less of that elsewhere right but they're still holding on they're like we're pres- presentational mm-hmm. yeah right when really all that i would ever want to see fallon do is that one interview that he had with nicole kibben where she recounted like trying to go on a date with him and he's like he did not remember that and he just genuinely got red in the face. That that's funny. I haven't seen that, but yeah, that that be good. yeah, you know, being real. But I mean, again, they have so much, so many nights to fill. You cannot be authentic. Uh-huh. Like you know, whatever it is, two hundred, three hundred nights a a year. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, or if you do, because I feel like Craig Ferguson tried that. Um, you know, CBS put him at twelve thirty and labeled him as weird. Yeah, well, that's probably that's what happens when you try to be authentic. <laughs> learned his lesson. Uh huh. You know, just give Eddie Pepitone his own late night show and let him be like the dude from Network, and uh, it'll be great. Yeah, that could work, but these these episodes can only be like ten minutes long. Yeah, that's <laughs> fine. They got airtime for that ten minutes. Yeah, but put him on at like twelve, like. No, like one forty-five a.m. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he or he could be or the reverse. He could uh-huh. be, we could go back to TV, like broadcast TV, when it would like go to nothing, like the little like please stand by or the right. American waving American flag for like six hours or five right. hours, and you could just have Eddie for five hours. Right. Like, <laughs> like if you happen to watch want to watch television at three in the morning. Right. Only Eddie. Yeah. Ranting. Absolutely. Or at, probably get variety at that at a certain point. Ranting, probably just watching him eat, right. watching him sleep. Yeah, just, that's what. A, remember Vice Live. Remember when Vice tried to do a fucking two-hour live variety show with like three comedians and a rapper, and they didn't. They, it lasted a week. Yeah, I remember that, and I was like, "Oh, this is kind of cool," because a lot, right. you know, but. Right. I never really engaged with it, but it seemed like they maybe were too loose. Which oh, is yeah. what I've, I've pitched shows where I'm just like, don't worry about it. We'll have funny people and it will be funny and you have some structure and it'll be fine. But right. maybe that was like too, think, too loose. I so think maybe, maybe too... people are right. You do need writing and structure. 
I think it's too loose. Also, I think the chemistry was kind of like, I like Sandy Honig and Marie Faustin and... Oh, uh, yeah, Sandy was on that. <laughs> and, oh, who was the third comedian? Oh, Zach Fox. Um, and Fat Tony, the uh, rapper guy. I, I don't know that they meshed together well. I felt like they, did they run a screen test with all those people together? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, but you can figure it out. There's lots of things that like take time, you know, especially right. when they're you're pairing people. Yeah. Yeah. And but I feel like it. if you're gonna put money down for like what is supposedly gonna be like an indefinite format, um, you know, you should <laughs> see if they like, oh, I want to watch all these people together uh, every yeah. night. Yeah, like yeah, just do some tests together or have an actual relationship. Um yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's also, yeah, that's weird how that's not more nor- of a normal thing that mm-hmm. just like, just find people who have a natural chemistry and, right. and are fun to listen to. Yeah, if you took like the all fantasy everything boys, just like Ian Carmel, David Borey, uh, Sean Jordan, and yeah, Mike Malloy, Zach Toscani. I mean, yeah, we need women in there. Uh, but like they, their chemistry is so like, you know, you could just, I mean, those episodes are so long. Like it is, that's where I feel like the sort of free flowing structureless humor works, but you have to have that cohesion. Yeah. But if you're watching it, you probably still need to sprinkle in some structure. Sure. No, I'm not, I'm not opposed to. But you're right. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, find, yeah, people that actually are friends or have have some kind of even right. a argumentative chemistry. Right. Um, related to all of this, Fallon, Jimmy Fallon, James Fallon got COVID over the holidays. I feel like I want to call him James Fallon because he acts like such a child. Um, oh, you did could you just see- make a rule: no Jimmys. No, no Jimmys. Jimmys. Yeah, yeah. You're not fucking doing Jimmys. Uh-huh. Everyone is James. Get James out of my Kimmel. face with Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> James Stewart. I mean, right. some people are more, they they are James Stewart. They're like, yeah. shut up, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> James Eat World. Is that is that what we're at with Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think this could be a good thing for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No Jimmy's. No no more jimmies yeah that's the thing to get behind yeah i mean look guys all the the world's issues there's <laughs> how are we gonna fix them so just concern yourself with dumb bullshit like not having anybody go by jimmy anymore yeah well that way you're not making it personal i don't want you to have beef with, right with james fallon sure and so it's just you're not, it's not personal it's just no jimmies it's no not jimmies. just it's not you fallon yeah Oh, you I'm know, I'm protecting good, you. <laughs> yeah, a, a good starting point for this. Uh, the character on Bob's Burgers, Jimmy, across the street, who runs a rival Italian restaurant. Oh, yeah. Was voiced by Jay Johnston, who apparently was at the <laughs> January 6th Capitol riot. I mean, you know, people take trips. <laughs> I do love that that is, seems to be the comedic take of uh, like an, a, any sort of personal relation to a comedian of someone who was at the capital riot it's like yeah so they just like my parents had like um you know like a like a day date you know like on january 6th like they just wanted to take in the sites at dc i mean um, to be fair like by sheer number headcount mm-hmm. there were people there who just wanted to kind of be 
you know, tailgate and have and be obnoxious and and right. hang out and have fun. There were oh, yeah. there was a lot of people who were doing that. Like the first battle of the Civil War, where people are like, "This will this will just be the only thing. This will it won't <laughs> escalate into like the most violent conflict in American history." Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess I would I would be as like open to that interpretation for it because it wasn't like branded, you know, no, assault no, on the Capitol. It would be like, whoa, it was right there in the name. Right. (laughs) Yeah, no, they they, they branded, I think it officially was branded as like Stop the Steal, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 That's cool. That's like a, it's like a good hip hop track name. Yeah. Stop the Steal. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Let's, (laughs) let's go on Spotify and see what fucking SoundCloud rapper made Stop the Steal. Full circle with Trump and hip hop. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I really wish there's a there's a rap song called "Fuck Donald Trump." I wish it had a better beat. That's just another. That's a sidebar for me because it gets that's played like, all the time for uh, obvious yeah, reasons. Yeah, you're right. That is kind of just it's like it's like someone went into the mall kiosk. Yeah, and recorded a, a beat. That yeah, can so just give give it to LP and he'll make something great out of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you're like I really want to bob my head to this. <laughs> yes, it, you're gonna have to play it all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, um, yeah. Fallon's over it. Uh, you know, I, apparently he had an. Uh, I, I wonder. I mean, if we if we want to espouse conspiracies here, like, did he think uh, James Fallon tr- like try to get COVID out of the way by getting it through the holidays? Like, oh, I'll get COVID. And then I won't have to like worry about my production stopping in the new year. No, I think it's just luck of the draw. It's weird yeah. that they they announced it. Maybe I don't know why. That... No, they announced it after he was done with it, though. Yeah. Why? Why is it? Why would it matter? I, I don't know. I feel like, you know, I joked about this uh, not on the last episode, but uh, to some people that in comedy, I feel like getting COVID is the new getting past. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there. Yeah, there is. There was a weird week when you there. There was especially out in New York. It was almost mm. like they were like bragging, right? <laughs> and um, I've already heard people talk about like, "Hey, yeah, it sucks that we all got it, but like, if you haven't gotten it at this point, that you probably are like really lame." Yeah, that means you're not getting up enough. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were over this grind culture, guys. Of course not. Uh, yeah. That's always going to be exist, and no one's ever going to stop that from being a thing. Um, sorry. I look. We could try our best. Look, I'm. You know, it's cool. We're back. We're back. COVID's back, and famous people are getting COVID again. So that you know gives us a little fun take on it. Mm-hmm. It's not just random people in your life. Right. We got we got some famous people. It's always right. spice it up. Right. I did like somebody was already saying, I think I <laughs> because they got COVID when it like everybody else got in December. And they're like, I I it it sucks that we all got it, but I like everybody got it in a way where I couldn't make it about me. Like I just wanted to be my COVID and I wanted people to feel my pain. But was that a comedian? Yes. Yeah, exactly. It's probably like they're the same philosophy or like, uh, there's other people who have the same premise. Now I can't tell my joke anymore. <laughs> I have to compete on my premise. <laughs> About getting a, yeah. a virus. I, mean, that- I, I would think the opposite that it's like actually like it's less lonely and you have solidarity and you're yeah. like, oh, I'm part of a, 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 a fad or a trend. Right. 
And right. it's like, this is like a cool time to get COVID because it's in the news. And then first of all, like if you randomly got it, like let's just say early in November before right. the holidays. Right. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. It, it's just more lonely. It wasn't, you. it was before the, the, the current trend. Yeah. I don't know that, I mean, like Joel isn't winking, but I feel <laughs> like if the listeners could see him, he is carrying the vibe of a wink with... Yeah, I got COVID <laughs> Thanksgiving, <laughs> and it really—I uh, was fine. It was—I was barely sick, but I did have it. And it, but it, quarantine sucked a whole whole lot. But okay, this is a good example. You were a little bit—I mean, one one could say you're a trendsetter. One could, <laughs> hey, one, one, could, one could say. Uh-huh. But uh, also, I mean, do you feel like you would have felt a little better about it if it was like a month later? when that when more people had it and more people you knew had it right yeah like a little more community solidarity you wouldn't have been as like you know maybe a little depressed and stuff because you're isolating while other people are still yeah i agree i think more more people that i know would have been down to like chat over zoom or something yeah and then yeah so so it is i yeah those are weird people who want to get it they were mad other people got it too right (laughs) like you know yeah yeah that's like one of those things where like you hear comedians um sort of dissect their own mental illnesses for comedy which i think is great but then sometimes it gets to a point where like unpack that you should it's funny but you should really like that's like a problem (laughs) yeah yeah it's like i was like oh man you're nailing it but also also work on it (laughs) yeah not the writing like you like you personally yeah 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 you know i mean they're vulnerable you know most of the time people don't even know so yeah (laughs) it must be weird to be like this is how i am although in our culture Mm -hmm. i think we're all which is a nice thing more a little more open about our internal right turmoil i think that's good after yeah I feel like I feel like in entertainment, people talk about mental health nonstop and yet it still feels like not enough. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's probably it's in this individualized way and not, right. you know, right. so it's just I don't know. It's probably some some versions of it's like a, right. it could be, you know, trying to get attention or something in, in right. the wrong hands. Right. Yeah. In entertainment. In entertainment. What a biz. Speaking of which, uh, next news item, uh, comedy icon Betty White passed away at the age of 99 uh, with a 100-year birthday celebration. I believe that was going to be a TV special, which they are still going to air. Um, Apparently, as to my knowledge, passed away from natural causes, which I still believe is a cop-out answer. I feel like I want more detail out of when people say natural causes, but that's a sidebar. Uh, yeah, Betty, <laughs> Betty, Betty White. No, I agree. It's like, why do they get, that's bullshit. Yeah, yeah it there is. Be, there's obviously a reason why the body stopped working. Yeah. And you multiple just, reasons. And you just didn't want to figure it out. You I don't mean... want to. Yeah, because how many people is it truly? Because when you think that you're like, oh, they just died in their sleep and their body just like dimmed and like just stopped. Uh huh. 
Maybe that's a thing. I'm not sure, but I feel yeah, like- but then there were like specific reasons why that happens. Like, you know, I don't know, neurons stop firing, so blood stops flowing in throughout your body, and that causes like your lack of oxygen and you like pass out and never wake up again or something. Like I would like that level of detail as opposed to just natural causes. Yeah. I there's gotta be something out there that is like the more medical term for natural co- for what we're talking about right. that like that like last the last dimming the last power down that's right not really an organ thing or anything too complicated right yeah i'll look it up yeah cool i, I, I wonder i'm with you i want there to be a specific medical thing that yes is. yes uh she passed away uh Betty White passed away a few days ago um and it, it, you know as we're uh, right at the precipice of uh, the new year um also uh since last week uh John Bowman who's the creator of Martin um starring Martin Lawrence and the head writer of In Living Color uh he passed away um he was a critical part of the negotiating committee for the uh, historic writer strike, which I feel like, I don't know, I feel like uh, current generations of people in entertainment probably don't even remember, but it was such a paradigm shifting event. Uh, I think maybe new, new people, but. Yeah, I feel like new, new people. Yeah, so, and I, I feel like that gets a mixed bag too on like how people interpret that, uh-huh. where it was there's a lot of hardship and maybe, you know, there's layers to how it was executed and the timing of it and like mm. what they got out of it. But right. I don't know. I'm always of like, you know, probably if you, if you're striking, you had your good reasons and it can, sorry, it can't be perfect all the time. Right. I so, mean, that's part of, it is not perfect. That's part of why they yeah. go strike, you know? So like Monday morning quarterbacking, you know, labor movements are, it's not like you, you should review and try to be better next time. And, right. you know, and, and, you know, increase your, your negotiating power on the future, future uh, generations, but, right. but it's still cool. Strikes are cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's another, uh, another thing you can slap on a t-shirt strikes are cool. Yeah. So somebody who like, actually put in time and energy into you know representing other people in their right. labor dispute is cool that's right. good cool yeah i will say that the iotsi one well it didn't happen but like that was a little easier to get behind versus like you know the, the threat of the last like another writer strike didn't happen but it was imminent uh because of like packaging and that's so hard to explain to like lay people yeah it's like weird when you're in like I mean, it matters because it's people's livelihoods and it's still contract and it's like labor and capital, you know, it's still all the things, but I think in our heads, we're like the only labor and strikes that matter are when it's like people's standing for hours or their body. It's more like manual labor or manual labor adjacent. Mm -hmm. So when it's like, you know, people like in front of their computers or, you know, Mm -hmm. it's a little harder for people to get gung ho about it. Right. Or, or or just, like, oh, like you're talking about like thing. divvying up money. That's what the main thing is. Yeah. But that's how, you know, the wealthy and, you know, the global elites, that's how what they want. <laughs> that's what the man wants. <laughs> that's that's what the man wants. Sorry. I, I just wanted to Rogan it up for a second. <laughs> oh, is Rogan blaming the man these days? Know. No, that's my 90s twist on it. But, you know, 
Uh-huh. I mean, I, you know, I, I, you know, I believe in powerful people doing bad things. Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, it, it's the, it's the ever depressing reality that we live in. And yeah. like, as an individual, you feel like, what can I even do besides take care of the people close to me that I care about and like try to do better in my community? Yep. Those sound like nice things, Jake. <laughs> that's all that i can do Ugh. yeah i don't i don't have the money to. sorry sorry i mean maybe this is nice we turned john bowman's death into this little political tangent but yeah yeah yeah, absolutely i mean i think that's part of like his legacy not to mention you know i think he was very um dedicated to having an inclusive writer's room even though Mm -hmm. he was a white guy who uh you know created a black sitcom but he yeah. i mean you know just a springboard for uh, a lot of black talent in on tv and on screen and in writers rooms and you know having a path to where we are now where like that's happening i mean i it's happening more and more and i feel like diversity is actually happening with people who are holding power positions but there's more that needs to be done of course. Yeah. 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 I think for that, I mean, I'm sure there's details involved in his career that are, you know, are maybe like oversimplifying it to like, yeah, that was nice. And he supported people. I think there's probably truth to that, but also there's probably like, right. You know, I don't know. You don't have to like congratulate, you know, white dudes for no. doing, I know that's a fair minimum weird. bullshit too much. Yeah. Like, it feels I, weird. I acknowledge is nice, but also, yeah. All right. Right. There's the you know, there's probably more to be done. And you right. even in his era. Right. <laughs> I very much feel that. And you know, th- this might be out of left field, but when I watched Licorice Pizza, I I walked out of the theater thinking <sighs> like oh, another white guy gets what he wants just because he wanted it enough. I know. There's a I mean <sighs> I know. There's, it's a sweet love story. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. That Whatever. Movie's, that movie's awesome, man. How Paul Thomas Anderson makes movies, and it's like, it's like it shouldn't be this fucking entertaining, and it is, and it's almost like annoying, and especially the premise, and you're like, it's such a like a throwaway premise too, mm-hmm. and, and you know, it's not like important movie, right? You know, it's like it, like when he makes like There Will Be Blood or something, you're like, all right, you're doing it, and then yeah. and then he makes a just you know kind of a you know a little romp. Yeah, that's uh, that's really good, but it's also kind of annoying. You're like, okay, cool. I mean, I love that movie, but it's also right. I get I get the reaction of like, yeah, but fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It it was way more fun than it should have been. I, even to the point, you know, people say that it has no plot. I'm like, well, the plot is that he they fall in love. That's it. I mean, anyone who says that are the people who are just like they're like they. They have like three plots that they want, they watch, and they want. <laughs> if it's not one of those things, then you don't have a plot, and your movie is pointless and boring. <laughs> they they can't deviate from the hero's journey at all. Yeah. Nope. Yep. Everything has to be like Star Wars. <laughs> like, yeah, I think even though they're, they're like basically like screenwriting, they they've they've internalized like you know classic screenwriting books. They right. don't know it, but they have. I, you know, not at the risk of like bringing up Rick and Morty to be annoying. I feel like there is an episode of Rick and Morty 
that that makes fun of the hero's journey very meta in a very meta way and i feel like that should be required viewing for any writer <laughs> yeah that's yeah well or i was i thought you were gonna say just for people oh yeah for people sure it'd be nice i don't you know add it to the the educational to-do list when the cabals you know take mm-hmm. over and brainwash our children uh-huh. i would be nice uh, on top of like financial literacy civic literacy yeah i think it would be nice to have some media literacy which, right. and it could you know just corporate and like advertising but it, you know but that no teach people how they're being advertised to but also maybe some basic storytelling i know it <laughs> seems like it's like advanced lit or some college bullshit but uh-huh. i don't know we all digest so much of it it might be nice to like know how they're doing it yeah and at the very least, people could tell a goddamn story. <laughs> yeah. Well, now you sound like one of those people who didn't think licorice pizza had a story. <laughs> uh, I, I, I mean, I of course thought it had a story. That was the while I kept thinking, like, because so many people said that it didn't have a plot, and I'm like, no, this seems to be pretty straightforward. Um. Yeah. So- I mean, literally. Yeah. I mean, I think I'll give it people who. I'll I'll grant a frustration if there's not like a clear beginning and a clear end. Right. That's kind of annoying because there's just the natural like I started something and I finished something. So I want it. I want it to reflect that. Right. But I don't know about anything else. Everyone relax. (laughs) Chill out. Yeah. Chill out. Just chill out. Yeah. Well, you know, licorice pizza is probably going to win a lot of awards. And Why'd you bring up licorice pizza? Because of, okay, the, the congratulating white man sentiment. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I that's remember. what I just like, I mean, yeah, I enjoyed it, but just like what he got what he wanted just because he wanted it. And that's, I'm sick of seeing that with like, just like white dudes. Yeah. Yeah, it is like a happy ending. I don't know. There's lots. I mean, of like, but yeah, I get also it. a lot. There's so many movies about white dudes crying about their dad. Jesus mm. Christ! Like, <laughs> <laughs> maybe this is bouncing it out. You know, they're like, oh, "I'm so sad about my dad being dead or not loving me enough," and then right. and then they have to bounce it out with a bunch of movies where the the you know precocious white dude or or misunderstood white dude gets something. Sure. <laughs> Great. They're all sad about their dad. <laughs> Yeah, as long as it's not that stupid Seth Rogen movie with uh, Charlie Theron Florsky. Was that what they called it? No, that was the working title. And then they call it uh, Long Shot or something. The like Long that. Shot. Oh, oh, so this is maybe you're, you're really getting into the basically a dating thing, a love interest where it's like kind of a dipshit getting a cool lady. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. We I mean, again, that's a frustrating part. I'm 100% with you. Mm-hmm. We can retire that. Fuck yeah. that. Or at yeah. least do like a more like fuck this guy version of it. Yeah. And this was like a charming, another charming version that's well made. And you're like, son of a bitch. He got <laughs> us. He got us. <laughs> he got us. <laughs> Ugh, damn it. You're right. No, the, the Elena and Cooper have great performances. I was thoroughly surprised that uh, Elena Haim was that great of an actress. Yeah, so much fun. Oh, yeah. 
Um, speaking of which, uh, so I made, you know, I made my annual year end list of way too many things, namely a hundred, uh, of things in comedy I was witness to, and I put them in numerical order, but that has no significance whatsoever. Um, even though people like saying, you know, oh, I ranked over this, uh, or whatever it is. Um, yeah, so I... You know, I think I want to kind of start engaging or like diving into it with like what from the list, because you perused it, is like, mm-hmm. do you want to shout out or like, oh, I really love this from 2021. Yeah, I mean, I was hope I was worried you're going to ask me this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's on the outline, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think was going to happen? Oh, I made a list. Uh, I'll put a link in the show notes. You can go. Well, I wanted you to be like do like a McLaughlin group style where you're like, bring it up. You're like thoughts. Thoughts. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And then I could be like, ah, you know, riff off of just. Okay. 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 No, no. There's uh, we can't do that. There's a hundred things, Jake. Your list is fucking long. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I will say just there's, you know, I know Sarah personally, Sarah Schaefer and her, you know, I think both two things she did, you know, I don't know if you included her podcast, but she had, oh, a, yeah. she had a few bangers in that, oh, you know, right. which are just like, just so like, it's like the smart, like, it's like what the writing, like on the podcast about the state of the world or, you know, cancel culture, live comedy, like so many smart, like things that are like comedy specific, but also about the culture at large right. and i i think so many talk shows and late night shows would like die to have that much intelligence like in right. their comedy and right. she just like you know threw it out there in a podcast form which right, was right. great but that's her, my... on your list that's not on your list so no boom, that's I added my... something i added no. something off your list great job that's my bad i listened to one podcast all year long because i was still on my sabbatical of listening to sad music instead of podcasts <laughs> There. That ended at Christmas. Um, so Sarah Schaefer's podcast is great, but on from your list, Sarah Schaefer and her ha ha hole, mm-hmm. you know, her miniature right. comedy club. Um, which she like it's a I mean, she kind of combined, she like it's just awesome that she like, you know, it's like combining like a weird hobby, passion, interest, self-care right. activity. <laughs> yeah. And that's like very niche. And it start, and then it just naturally grew into something that she could combine with, you know, her other passion, you know, I mean, I want to speak to her. Maybe she hates comedy, but, um, <laughs> but I guess yeah. that she doesn't still, but yeah, like uh-huh. a lot comedy and comedy performing, and then also having community angle to it and inviting right. other people and, and putting on these miniature, you know, like dollhouse type comedy shows. And, right. and it's just a, it's like the perfect antidote of like people who are like stressed out about their careers and, and mm-hmm. their interests and creative endeavors. Mm-hmm. And it seemed like she kind of just went back to making herself happy and, and stumble upon stuff that other people could respond to and connect with. Right. And, and as smart and, and friendly and, and in a weird way, it's like, it's like loving and, but still kind of like talk some shit. Yeah. So it's this little project that's like has so many, facets to it that were really smart okay 
That's my. No, I, I I love Sarah, and she's been on list years past because I I still think people didn't listen to Loner Koyo Wolf Creek enough, and actually it was very prescient about our time now mm-hmm. having to stay in a fucking house by yourself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but that was great. I mean, she imagined a whole, like a whole universe, and I think um, I think in general Sarah is very brilliant at like world world building in her comedy. Yeah, I mean she's she's smart, so she's like able to connect a lot of dots and not do it in like a right, like kind of a showy way or right. you know, it's very natural. Right. Uh, is that the main thing you want to shout out? I mean, that's one that came to mind. There's, I mean, that, that's one that I actually engaged with a little bit more than some of the others. Cool. But I liked your list. It's great. I'm happy to talk about other things. <laughs> uh, it's a great list. I, it Thanks. was. It was like a for someone. I was talking to you a little bit off air, where I was like, right. I've become a little bit absentee, a little bit of that person who's like, you know, kind of sort of. I still kind of sort of do a little working comedy, but right. uh, where I don't digest like as much like mm-hmm. aggressively of comedy like content. Right. Um, and so it, it's almost nice that you're doing this to be like. Re- almost reminding and pointing out things that I didn't know about and right. and giving it also like smart perspectives and why they were cool or, or interesting or important. Oh, thanks, man. I mean, that is why I basically have to like lock myself in my fucking apartment for the last three or four days of the, well, of, of the year slash the beginning of the new year to just like bring it all together watch all the stuff that I had put off like mentally Al with uh, the documentary about Al LaBelle, mm-hmm. which is great. And if you want to talk about mental illness and comedy, I think that like takes a very unabashed, unfiltered look at like, yeah, you could be a brilliant comedian and like get in your own way. And that really fucks you, you know? Yeah. 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 If you don't somehow like happen to skip a few steps and get successful then you're like buffered a little bit, but yeah. that doesn't happen. You yeah. can, yeah, it can be. Yeah. Or, I mean, uh, Sean Devlin, who's from Canada, had a really great comedy album that I feel like almost nobody else wrote about. Um, I don't think uh, Jenna Freeman's new true crime show where she like makes fun of like DAs to their face. Uh, <laughs> like, I, think, <laughs> I, I think it's amazing. And I think it's like important work that she does. Uh, I mean, you want to talk about literally punching up. I, that's like I think Jenna does more of that of that than most comedians period yeah that's great yeah um and i felt like the those were things that i mean because 2020 and 2021 happened so um such in a concussive way that it was so easy to forget about stuff so i do feel like making a list like this is like so crucial and reminding people as opposed to (laughs) you know what didn't make the list was um for two years in a row, Charlie Brooker, who uh, created a black uh, Black Mirror, mm-hmm. does this like satirical year end wrap up thing called like Death to like twenty twenty or Death to twenty twenty one. Yeah, I'm vaguely aware of that. Yeah, and I I don't know why I keep watching it, but I do, and it's always just kind of like I watch it, and it's just like upsetting, sort of like semi clever jokes about like all the horrid shit that we went through yeah slash yeah. a commercial for netflix because they talk about netflix shows in their wrap-up of the oh, year God. yeah <laughs> yeah this i mean there's probably a you know i know there's 
comedian people who work on that. And so I'm happy. I'm always happy for people to get work. Yeah. Um, yeah, that seems like a little bit of a, a dead end creatively, right. you know? Right. Yeah. I don't know. I, yeah. I mean, I like also your list in, in general, you always, you know, I mean, we talk shit, you know, but uh, it's in general pre- presenting through the comedy bureau is about highlighting and, and paying attention to cool things and interesting things. Maybe, you know, not always like easy things, but you right. know, you're, you're on the positive side and that's way more, I mean, it's a more work, but it's more, in, I don't know. And it's useful. Yeah, it's absolutely. I, I I mean, I knew from sort of day one that I think it'd be kind of a waste of time to kind of dive into um, sort of controversy in or like criticism in a, in a negative sense of like, I don't think this person's funny or, you know, you want to go and to have a long dialogue about cancel culture. I mean, I don't think that's my mission and largely because there's plenty of places that do that you know Mm -hmm. i mean fucking a new this shouldn't even be a new story and it's not in the outline but like people wrote about the fact that Patton oswald apologized for an instagram post with dave Chappelle um of a show that he did with dave on new year's eve and explaining like Oh, you know, I don't agree with him on anything he says about trans rights, but he is like a friend and I think he is like a real thinker. And so I don't want to cut him out of my life. And like, why is this a news story? It's just like, I don't I mean, I think- celebrity, you know, celebrities. I mean, literally, there's nothing in the celebrity landscape that will, could not be turned into like at least a couple of days of news. Right. Yeah, but that there that, is I no feel, bottom. There's no bottom to that. There's no bottom. And that really saddens me. But that's why I dedicate a lot of my time and energy to like, so I'm I'm sure a lot of people didn't know about Valley Heat or Samson McCormick or Firm Brady or yeah. I mean, even James Acaster. I mean, I know he's huge in England, but not necessarily here. Yeah, I mean, yep, you have the right, yep, you have the right attitude, right idea. And it's more useful. And then you're like. But just anything, especially on the creative side, if you're just pointing out like some variety stuff and then like, and then you also do a good job of like giving it connective tissues of like where it's how, where it's coming from, who it's coming from, what it's connected to thematically in the era, you know, or just, and it just makes it have more depth and and people can take that Mm -hmm. like, and just casually be aware of it and then right. think about it. And then maybe it makes them create influences, how they create on them or just what else they decide to consume. And then they'll be more willing to also not just do the, the 10 mainstream things shoved down their throats, marketed to oblivion <laughs> for the love yes. of God. Yeah. So you need people. It's like, you know, I know it's like in the internet culture curator has like, it's mostly talking about selling, you know, bespoke, artisanal bullshit but you know <laughs> but there is the good still the good version of curating uh-huh. and yeah yet another fun. great na- brand name bespoke <laughs> artisanal bullshit <laughs> bab bab there you go yeah man i could see that in like an old school font 
I don't know. I mean, sure. I mean, yeah, I'll be nice to you, but I don't know how much more like. No, thank you. I appreciate that. Like, I mean, yeah, we, the list is literally too long guys for us to have like a in-depth discussion about fucking everything, but there will be a link in the show notes of it. I think anyone who's like a hardcore comedy fan or even like loosely working in the comedy industry, mm -hmm. like it, it, you know, they should pay attention, read it, engage with it. Not like they have to like, make sure they watch or listen to every or you know 100 things but i don't know if i was assigned homework i would say like pick 10 things and like like go back and like connect yeah. with that this year yeah, yeah. pick yeah. 10 things that you haven't like heard of and mm -hmm. uh that you haven't like maybe watched maybe like wellington paranormal which i that was like a pleasant like i knew that existed but i didn't know that it was on hbo max uh-huh yeah, I haven't and seen that, but that was like a reminder. It's, I, it's sillier than what we do in the shadows, if you can even imagine that. But it's still fun because it's Taika and Jemaine writing everything. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Also, also in a weird way, I mean, vampires are weird and funny, obviously, but werewolves right. are even like weirder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And when you think about it. Sure. <laughs> I just love, I mean, there is a lot of absurdity in the series, but I love how they always try to like ground it in some real way. Like even with, with Kristen being in season three of what we do in the shadows, mm -hmm. she like is, she's just, I mean, she's like a bureaucrat. Yeah. It is very funny. Yeah. She's got almost like, not quite, I mean, it's not quite the tonally, but it's like the to like Toby in the office. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for, for the vampires. Yeah. yeah. That's uh, Christian Shaw, who plays yeah. a recurring role and uh, as part of the Vampiric Council and uh, what we do in the shadows, which is still, I think, you know, award ceremonies need to get their fucking house in order when they're Stop, not. Stop, Jake. Awards are dumb. You awards. did it. You made the list. That's uh -huh. it. Just uh -huh. everyone make your own list and share yeah. it with your friends and families. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Why are we stop with the awards? Those, those, are, those are dumb. Yeah, they are dumb. So I, this is also not in the outline, but the Golden Globes is going to go forward with some sort of ceremony that's going to be live stream and there's going to be no audience, no guests. And I, I think it's going to be like the Webby Awards if anyone's ever watched that. Yeah, maybe. I, although I did see some little insider baseball industry thing that said that, like, because I guess they're trying to push Critics' Choice Awards as it's as the the mm -hmm. first award televised award thing and make it right. cool and fun and hip, mm -hmm. and to take the place of Golden Globes. And I and I saw that even though Golden Globes hasn't is off the radar, it's yeah. canceled. You know, whatever. <laughs> you know, sure. That there's still like like something like twenty times more web traffic. Right. So like people being like, what's up with the Golden Globes versus Critics' Choice Awards? <laughs> so, so, you know, the heart wants what the heart wants. <laughs> Name recognition goes a long way, man. Golden Globes, it, it's been around longer. I mean, it has a good name. Golden Globe is like, yeah. it's catchy versus Critics' Choice. It's like, oh, cool. We get to hang out with a bunch of nerds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And have you ever watched any of the acceptance speeches for the Critics' Choice Awards? No, not I mean, uh, about maybe a highlight or something, but not. Yeah, but like I think about half of them are like, you know, critics, we it's important what you do. And I appreciate which is always to me uh, talent saying like, I, I hate a lot of you, but 
you gave me an award so thanks i know what's like it's, uh, so awkward maybe they should lean into that <laughs> have like some kind of like presentation like uh, someone who's like a known feud right or, like or like the worst review that an actor ever gotten that's how they're introduced right. on stage or something what's the guy's name armin white i feel like he's been kicked off of rotten tomatoes like average because he kept like reviewing like things that everybody loved negatively as a contrarian uh, he was oh actually i respect that <laughs> i mean if we're if we're following a system called rotten tomatoes yeah i don't think we need to be beholden to that yeah no, we don't need to be beholden to that. So I, I am supportive of that, but I don't like people who are just contrarian for contrarian's sake. I don't like like anybody who is a contrarian. I ask, I always ask them, like, do you love anything? Because like, I will not validate your opinion if you don't love something. It doesn't have Definitely. to be a lot. Just got to something. That's true. That's good. You know, that, that a lot of people ask me that. <laughs> like, do you even like Gee, I wonder why, Joel. <laughs> Yeah, I guess I'm. No, no, you love a lot of stuff. I don't actually. I mean, I think it's just because you go into like back when we could do that with regularity, um, conversation circles, and you enter them. They're like, "Hey, who? Why are you guys fighting?" (laughs) Yeah, yeah, antagonism is good. Yeah, Uh so I, you know what, I'm standing up for contrarians, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Where it's like it's more, it's kind of more interesting. Like, who wants to be in a fucking conversation about like, oh, I love that. Oh my god, I did too. Oh my god, that was awesome. Right. It's like that's boring. Right. Well, you know, I'm sure when we can <laughs> convene back in person, there will be a lot of fights over so, House of Gucci. Yeah. So, Jake, I disagree with your point on uh-huh. contrarians. Okay, cool. <laughs> Way to stand in solidarity with uh, people who just want to largely be, be asinine. Some people, I think, are trying to send a message, but other people are just like, I don't know, um, go talk to your therapist or get a therapist. <laughs> That's my that's my take on it. <laughs> Boom, mic drop. Um, so is there we're looking out into the the coming months? Uh, besides, you know, the us staring down the barrel of the midterm elections and just like whatever fucking nonsense that's going to bring. Um, what are you looking forward to? with live comedy comedy in general i mean we have a new season of righteous gemstones that's coming on sunday new search party that's coming i think on friday i don't really i mean i'm happy for you know Television comedy, it's good. There's some good, there's great stuff. A little bit more variety, a little bit more diversity. Sure. A little bit of genre stuff. So I think things are progressing in that. I mean, talk shows are still weird and dumb, but I think they're here to stay forever. Yeah. Um, Again, just my pitch to just networks and, you know, please pay me for it. But also, like, if you just end up making something more exciting, do it insomniac with guests that's all that you have to do in my opinion that would be way more entertaining i wonder if it work you get someone famous enough that to do like kind of yeah insomniac just a little bit more going on but kind of like a podcast yeah but if it just long form interviews but right a little more like maybe on location but long or something yeah and then getting like kind of 
drug doing during, mm-hmm. during it. Yeah. yeah. And like this is your you're like, you know what? This is all variety variety shows have. Just let <laughs> let the host get drunk. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's not a bad studio note, Jake. No. <laughs> is that I, I, I'm sure that, you know, in, in California, New York, you could have a CBD tie-in. You know, people just get really high on the show. Those, those are uh, drunk is funnier than high. Drunk is so, funnier than high. You know, there. I, I wonder if this will ever, ever happen again, but there used to be an annual sort of like, whether it's in LA and New York, somebody does it, but they have like improv teams go against each other in sort of a cage match style contest. But each team is like, I'm team weed. I'm team alcohol. I'm team like shrooms. Okay. And alcohol always beats out weed (laughs) because they're just such a hot mess. Yeah. I think you have more unpredictability in behavior and, and without, with a drunk yeah and then high i think people either it's like they kind of get more passive or spacey mm-hmm. it's a little bit more which right. is like funny but it's like you can't re- there's less originality less right. it's more predictable right yeah if they're real if they're real balls to the wall about they would have team cocaine <laughs> <laughs> yeah i was worried where you were going with that whatever like, <laughs> drugs you're like you're talking about yeah t- team dmt yeah oh well that's the thing is like then you know like everything in comedy you could just meta it and then you you know layer maybe like it's not you know they could people could fake it and make fun of the format to dmt or oxy or whatever right 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 yeah oh if it's if it's oxy just the whole team's dead yeah i don't know yeah (laughs) you know you gotta you need some smart performers or writers to pull that off tastefully (laughs) sure 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 if it's team fentanyl definitely everybody starts the scene dead Uh, yeah that's that's yeah it's like lights up and then lights down (laughs) i would it's it's funny but it's it's sad yeah (laughs) i think that's the comedy i like going to see these days (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, gallows humor. It, yeah, and that's yeah. something good to wish for in 2022. We got to yeah. bring it, you know, there's got to be room for that still. Yeah. I mean, sure. also the state of the world, come on, we got to like laugh about it. Yeah. Laugh, laugh, cry, you know? Yeah, I found it very weird. Remember when Larry David got in trouble for talking about like people joking in the camps or meeting in the camps on like his SNL monologue? Yeah, a little bit. Yep. Yeah, but like, of course that happened because like you're faced with, you know, a certain horrid death mm-hmm. and you're just waiting. So yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, why wouldn't you? Every, every situation ever known the man. I mean, there's also, there's shit that's just horrifying and like, you know, but also in, I'm sure in that the people do find times to like find some joy and humor. And just you the know. and just being there together in this horrible situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I this is a little bit connected. I don't know if you talked about it on a recent, episode, but like the recent, like the CDC stuff and how they changed. I think it finally the dam broke on like at least online and Twitter discourse and stuff, and people making just outright making fun of the CDC. The CDC right. is like I think officially. I mean, it might come back mm-hmm. years down the road, but it's officially like a joke. Right. 
and I saw people were like enjoying the like CDC says there was like it was almost like a joke format that got popular right. for a couple of days, right. and then I immediately saw like like a day or so into it, like comedians, a lot of comedians, but other people be like, okay, it's not funny anymore. You know, like trying to like joke police. I was like, no, the reason why it's still funny and it's probably going to continue to be funnier versions of that type of right. joke is mm-hmm. that it's so fucked up. <laughs> so yeah. We're all we're all trying to cope. And so yeah, yeah. Th- these jokes are actually healthy for yeah. us to all community, like former community to be like, oh, my God, we're all we all agree. The CDC is fucking annoying yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and unreliable. Like, yeah. and so, I mean, what's more interesting, like a uh, hundred posts of people just like screaming that or in joke format saying that mm-hmm. joke format is better. Yeah, Healthier. absolutely. So that's, that's just going to be a thing. And then, you know, look like, uh, would you say earlier, you're just going to catch it, catch a few rounds or something like that. Oh, 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 that's just like people being mad at you, you know, yeah. for various reasons, publicly or even personally, you know, because right. people in your life, I, oh, I just using the catch a few stray, you know. Yeah, 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 you catch a few stray. <laughs> but like that, I mean, that's just going to happen no matter what it is. I mean, I remember when I started going out to shows outdoors, if, if I watched a show where almost nobody talks about COVID, I would be mad. Because mm-hmm. I was like, are you denying what happened? This is like bullshit dude i need you yeah. to like to have this processed through humor but, but you know there's people who are like oh please whatever you do don't talk about it yeah you know there's those people too and i just want to then if somebody says that i just not only do i only want to talk about it but i want to talk about it and be horribly depressing mm-hmm. yeah so like, i maybe this is our, our takeaway 2022 is just wishing <laughs> like smart mm-hmm. tasteful Right. Still finding some sensitivity there, but also like, you know, like uh, knowing depressive, right? Allos humor, whatever that bucket is, right? I think it's. I think it'll actually be healthy and actually kind of interesting and fun, right? And various versions of comedy live and whatnot, right? Get fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> it might. I mean, if not now, when? I feel like it's gonna. I mean, like I don't know that a movie like. Titan or like Lamb or a show like Squid Game would necessarily be made in a time outside of this. Mm-hmm. Like maybe, but like it would probably have to follow something very traumatic that like, you know, brings artists to a point where they're like, I have to reflect the fucked up times that we lived in. You know, kind of like after World War One, where all art was like horrifyingly depressing. Uh-huh, yeah. Like people just use black <laughs> just the, they painted in black that's it yeah it's it's weird but then there's weird cycles it depends on like what like the the motives are because then though it can be like you know i heard a lot on the entertainment side development it's like like we only need like smiley shows or sunshine they use stupid like they're talking to a three-year-old like terms right. like right. you know like sunshiny <laughs> shows smiley shows are you gonna have a smiley day timmy you know mm-hmm. um and there, so it's like nothing with slightly complicated themes or subject matter or anything that right. in, in the comedy space. Right. So you're, that was like a drumbeat and still is. And then there was a little bit of like political people. And, and I also had a theory that like wealthy people aren't making a lot of these decisions and they're doing fine, but they feel bad about it. And so they right. want to be like, everything's fine. So they want, but 
they don't the the truth of the matter is I for a fact know that the most people who were most excited about Ted Lasso were the same people who were most excited about Squid Game. So <laughs> it's like so Mr. Smiley show, you know, like you know, these people are these people are also fucked up too. Like yeah. So like I don't understand why comedy can't be fucked up. Yeah. Well, the, don't point. worry. I mean, just watch any uh, animated program on Adult Swim. They're all fucked up. In yeah. Their own way. yeah, but we got, you know, it would be yeah. nice for, you know, break outside of the usual confines. Right. If the the porcelain veneer of J- James Fallon just suddenly cracked and we got to see the, the real James. I don't want everything. I, uh-huh. just want, I just want there should be space for mass produce mass more massive for the people mm-hmm. to have fucked up humor to relate to and, and empathize with right in addition to it's great ted lasso is actually a nice change of pace great sure but <laughs> <laughs> that's nice too that's you know but right. it's also weird when you're getting we're all getting told that right. everything's supposed to be happy yeah i don't like that i mean that's part of why i hate christmas is like it's got you got to be cheery you got to play all i want for you is christmas and you better like it yeah but then you go back and like look at some of the best christmas movies are the ones that are kind of fucked up or violent i mean Uh, it's a wonderful life is is a fucked up movie (laughs) oh yeah yeah absolutely yeah yeah, you want to talk about (laughs) you want to talk about late stage capitalism go back to that that might have been the first one Yeah, yeah yeah uh but people seem to just remember the ending mm-hmm. and forget yeah. about like the this sort of very very um intense post-war drama that it was yeah yeah um yeah so it's going to be bright shining <laughs> horizons for 2022 everything's going to be great guys you know um it, 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 we're just going to keep streaming our way through this fucking thing and that'll be all good right it's it's not like certain people are just like live through communing with people and uh do i mean thriving needs to be more understood as not like just doing a bunch of shit yeah that's true or buying a bunch of shit or yeah yeah. Uh uh-huh Cause I, I busy myself all the time, but in all the people were like, Oh, but you sounds like you're thriving. I'm like, no, I have to do this, all this stuff where I feel worse. That's my yeah. MO. <laughs> yeah. Stuff, stuff isn't the answer. I don't think. No, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> That's my big. <laughs> yeah. Can I start a podcast about that? Yeah. Know. Stuff is not the answer. <laughs> that's cool. I think that that's like vaguely catchy enough. Yeah um no yeah and this is why i'm going back to my teenage angst i think there's some magic there to like being like finding some things you like to do spaces you like to be in people you like to be around and then also like you know just messing up you know kind of being a little just a little aimless a little more aimless right is actually maybe it seems to make a little more sense right now and also is maybe a pushback against like doing stuff and and hustle culture and stuff right I think Seems like you're you're describing the smell. What's the smell? You did a show in the smell. Oh, the venue, the smell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a great. Yeah, yeah. Youth cult. Yeah, basically, I'm. I'm probably. I just sound like an old guy who's trying to rationalize, trying to get in touch, like a midlife crisis youth culture thing. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. There must be something to it. Sure. Nay, hey, that's not. Bad. I. 
people trying to self-actual if people find self-actualization through this that might be the only silver lining that we have yeah but then what like what is what prize do you get self-actualizing right now that at least you knew who you are rather than like pretending i mean wait you you get a diploma when you die self-actualize <laughs> yeah let's print them up man because print them up like, and sell them on etsy is it like it's like the fast pass you mm-hmm. know you get to cut the line <laughs> yeah okay cool <laughs> yeah well i mean if you're self-actualized if you get a flat tire when you're about to go get a quesadilla at midnight you won't like have a nervous breakdown yeah How about that yeah you're right you're i i, I get what you're saying <laughs> Less, a little less baggage. Yeah, yeah. Things, things are less heavy. I got mm-hmm. it. Yeah. <laughs> I do have to go replace my tire after this. Yeah, I, I had a feeling you were, you were <laughs> just remind. This is how you end all your podcasts, where you just remind yourself about it, Aaron. But you sure. make it sound really poignant. <laughs> yeah, of course. That's that's how I do things, and people are <laughs> people great. Think, yeah, it's a good. It's a good closing segment. Mm-hmm. it is it really really is um do you have anything on the books to look forward to on your end uh uh we have to work hot tub with Kurt and Kristen will start at some point mm-hmm. supposed to start next week but cool. you know state of the world that's not happening but hopefully right. in February we'll hey, can see. you can you make an official graphic that says at some point at some point to be determined yeah, no, enough with the official nonsense, the TBD. Yeah, I know it's t- technically TBD, but at some point it's just funnier. That's all. Yeah, so hopefully we get that going and uh, it's positive and people, you know, I'm just hoping to find, you know, get in touch with the fun parts and disregard the weird politics or other concerns right. and get a good space going. That'd yeah. be nice. That's my, I don't have, I don't have a lot of hopes, but that's a little minor one. Yeah, I know that they're so insanely busy, even though we've been in this time of COVID, but I would really love to see Kurt and Kristen do bits every week like they used to do in their New York show. We'll see. Yeah, I was supposed to, to. They're busy. They're busy. It's hard to get even both of them at the same time. I know. I Although I do enjoy when one of them is gone, they seem to have this thing where it's like, if it's Kristen, uh, she has this narrative that Kurt's in like rehab. Yeah, they both say that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's a good bit. It's like yeah. No, I do like that. But I like I it's Kurt always done Groundhog Day the same every year. No, we only did that that one time when it was February second. Okay. Yeah. Like so, there was a hot tub on Groundhog Day that like Kurt did his own version of the movie Groundhog Day, and it was amazing. Yeah, we uh, Cyrus Garamani. Recorded the, a version of the Sunny and Share song, right? And so we brought him up every time to that. Yeah. And then he, yeah, and then he was acting like he was starting the show every time. Yeah. <laughs> it, <laughs> it was, was like it was like six times, you know. It was like six times. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, they do. Even if they were to just sort of trot out the hits, I think that would be very fun. I'm sure they'll do. They'll mix in some stuff. It'll right. be, but you know. I think now, you know what now I imagine is Kurt just like uh, 
getting out pandemic rat and then it like getting a middling response seems like people love this online guys yeah you will love pandemic rat <laughs> i know every now and then we bring it out and then, then kristen just doesn't respond when, <laughs> when uh the pandemic rat is brought up as in relation to the live show i think uh-huh. she's hoping is like can it please go away <laughs> but i have a feeling it'll make an appearance yeah i do too and, and i bet it'll be great yeah well though one of the things the bit was like oh it wasn't the rat's fault this time that was like the, the inception <laughs> of the of the bit right? right so the rat was just like i'm living my best life you know but it turns out like there's a recent news article that like now rats can can contract covid now or something that's <laughs> like maybe they didn't cause it but they did it yeah cool cool guys yeah it, the pandemic well now he has a character arc yeah, you know? exactly. Pizza yeah. rat and COVID rat. There we go. Yeah, that'll that'll be great. Well, look for Hot Tub with Kurt and Kristen at some point. And I mean, are you going to do another super serious or is that is that uh, is like uh, another for, uh, for, muse first, boosh? First things first. Yeah, we do a muse boosh and we might mm-hmm. we'll see how COVID goes. Maybe the end of February. OK, at Melody Wine Bar. It's a right. little fun food and comedy pop up. Right. Easy, easy peasy right cool uh yeah. any uh do you, do you anything else like han uh Honda johnson's coming along no but i guess i should tell people oh my god if you listen this long yeah you owe it to me to uh-huh. listen to if you have an audible <laughs> subscription to listen uh-huh. to Honda johnson's yeah. which features like rich vulture kristen shaw langston kerman chalina grant you know um asia uh, D, um, D, Asia D. Oh my God, brain fart. Uh, <laughs> Dolkin Booster, uh-huh. Matt McCarthy, like right. like basically a whole bunch of funny people, right. and it's young adult, but also all ages. It's right, a little something yeah. for everybody. Yeah, why is really all ages? Yeah, exactly. I know. <laughs> Never. Mind. Well, this conversation <laughs> for off air. <laughs> Very cool. Um, well, Harry well, Potter. Ever heard of it? Yeah. Yeah. Only teenagers like Harry Potter. Or did did they just separate the art from? No, the I'm just no. having com- behind the scenes conversations where it's like if people in entertainment they're like if the lead character is an age, then their brain they're like only people that age will watch it. <laughs> and I'm like, nope, that's not how it works. But no, no, not at all. Anyways, not- haunt the Johnsons on Audible. Mm-hmm. Eight hours. Next road trip. Enjoy. Yeah, which you'll probably be doing because that's the best way to get around right now. Yeah. Thanks, Jake. Yeah, of course, man. Uh, Is there anything else you'd like to pro? Where can people find you online, Joel? Just go go to the Comedy Bureau. (laughs) Just keep doing it. Uh Patreon, donate, support, share. I know my random little corner doesn't need to be populated. Oh shucks, cleft clips. Okay, fine. Go look it all up. Uh, we name checked a bunch of other stuff that you should go uh, do. But uh, thank you so much, Joel. I really, really appreciate it. Uh, can't wait to um, break down more movies in person. I think I might go see Pearl and Mothers tonight. Oh yeah, I, I was ho- I was waiting for that to be at a cheaper theater. 
<laughs> sure, sure, sure. I mean, there's just nothing else that's going on, really, yeah. that I want to go to. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and then we we can talk about that versus the lost daughter, which I very much enjoyed. Yeah. Are we still recording? Yeah, we are. Because I haven't said <laughs> my 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 outro part yet. I'll get there. I'm not going to talk to you about these mom movies at the end of the show. <laughs> Like I have some respect for the sanctity of this show being entertaining. Right. <laughs> Thank you. I tried it. I try. I very, very much try. All right. We won't, we won't get into any more mom movie uh, digressions. Uh, I'm Jay Kroger. I created the comedy bureau. You can find the comedy bureau at the comedy bureau.com at the comedy bureau across socials. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at not the supermarket on Twitter at MFJ Kroger. There are so many great causes to support this time. If there's a way to give money to all those people stranded on I-95 who are in the freezing cold and stuck in their cars, do that. Uh, if I find a mutual aid or something, I'll post it in the show notes. Um, if you have money and generosity left over after that, please support the Comic Bureau because it, it has been running for 11 years. Uh, my uh, watch, on my watch, and uh, I would greatly appreciate the support because I would like to live off of it. Um, do you have anything to say as we sign off, Joel? No. Uh, good luck with your tire. <laughs> Might be the best one yet. Uh, live comedy is happening. A lot of it's, you know, online for the next two weeks, but, you know, it's still happening and you should go support it because it's great. Um, and, and as the great Brody students would say, enjoy it. Bureau Field Report is recorded, produced, and edited by Jake Kroger. Music by Brian Grineo. Artwork by Andrew Delman and KT. And part of the Believe Podcast family. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.